Thanks for joining us for episode one of season five of Couples Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. The first and third Wednesday of each month, we drop episodes with advice, tips, and real world experience for partnering in business and life. I'm Glenn, a business owner and communication strategist, and I've recently replaced my computer's keyboard with one that has lighted keys. Now that's a big help, except for one thing I didn't notice when buying it. The light is red. It makes the keys look like they're floating on a pool of blood. Well, I mean, does it help you motivate to work harder? Yeah, I, I know that blood's going to seep out of there onto me if I don't just keep typing. you got to keep typing, keep yep. it at bay. Yep. I'm Jody, Glenn's partner in life and business. And a goal I think everyone should set for 2024 is to remember the very important phrase, thoughts that shouldn't be said should remain in the head. It is yes. almost as important to daily life as righty tighty lefty loosey, I would say. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's right up there. Those right are, up yeah, there. That, that'd be top five. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. On today's show, we're discussing setting goals and learning about emotional leadership during our interview with Katherine Berkland. And at the end of the show, we visit the Couples Inc. water cooler and talk about the future. The future. Now, without further ado, let's get started with this episode of Couples Inc. In the past, um, our seasons have been, you know, 12 episodes, kind of like a Netflix show. Without the quality. (laughs) Or the video. Or the video. Mm -hmm. um, Or the backing or the millions and millions in budget. But um, since we started this first episode, it's going to be dropping, what, January 3rd. Yes. We thought, you know, what if we just switch things up and made the season an actual year-long adventure? So this season, season five, will go all the way through December. Yeah, and beyond if you're listening to it out of sync. Oh, that's true. I yeah, mean, in this day of streaming, why am I even worrying about like mm-hmm. the 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 time construct of time? <laughs> yes, time that's is such just a twentieth century thing. I know, I know. Um, also, remember to follow our podcast, smash that like button, and turn on automatic downloads so you never miss an episode. Right, and also, also, don't forget to follow us on social. Uh, on Facebook, it's at Couples Inc. Podcast. And on Instagram, it's at Couples underscore Inc. underscore Podcast. Also, one other thing is there might be some surprises this year with some mini episodes. Yes. Every once in a while, you know, we have the first and third Wednesday. Sometimes some months come up with like a fifth Wednesday. Well, now it's not a surprise if you told oh. everybody what it is. We'll Shh. have some mini episodes, but yeah, don't, don't... Don't tell anybody. It's just between us. All right. We thought we'd come up with some things that you might want to consider as you are setting your all-important goals for the year, or I guess it could be any time frame. You could be thinking goals for five years. Yeah. Um, So we kind of divide them up into three categories. The first one is look to the past. The second one is be present. And the third one is look to the future. So we kind of have these three Mm -hmm. time periods. And so when we say look to the past, um, kind of assess what you've done your past year and discuss with your partner what went well. Yeah. And it's not just your partner. It's important that you include the entire team in this. Well, that's a good idea, yeah. So that you get, like when you're working on an actual project or any kind of other work-related material, you get the input from the other people that are there. 
And they can help you realize some of the things that you may have missed or you may be tending to skip over. That's a very good point because you're right. There's a different perspective that you don't always see everything. And so they may say, you know what really went well? And it's something that you weren't privy to. But now you're like, oh, okay, that's great. Let's keep doing that. And when you do that, we recommend you celebrate. Yeah. You know? The winner of the forklift race, for example. <laughs> yeah. That, we, well, not that we encourage that because, you know, uh, yeah, OSHA, I don't know. That's why we involved. have weekly safety meetings. <laughs> yeah. Zero days since our last accident. Um, this year's edition of the Forkies <laughs> is brought to you by... <laughs> the Forkies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, you know, I bet if you looked on YouTube, there probably is like... Well, we saw the other day, pillow, like... Oh, Yeah. Pillow the, the fighting. Pillow fight it's championship. In a, a regular ring. This is a thing now. It may have been a thing for a long time, and we're just now. Well, yeah, maybe we're late to the game. It. Yeah. I mean, these guys, they actually got an intro just like a, like a normal wrestling or boxing match. I submit to you that we're not late to the game. These people are copying off what we used to do when we were kids. That is true. You were probably a leader. I want my cut. You want, you're, you're a founder of that. Yeah. You are an early adopter. But um, Pillow fight. <laughs> pillow fight. That made me think about that is that you're, we could do that forklift racing. But yeah, big or small, whether it's in, you know consumer facing internal what went well and celebrate those things and then while you're doing that you know think about why you were mm-hmm. able to achieve those kind of like do a oh who's the guy who does the bam look at this play um oh it was john madden john madden yeah yeah try to do that maddenize maddenize yeah what why did you accomplish this or how did you do this because and I don't think we do enough of this. We just do it, and then yeah. we move on. Yeah. And if you can take a look and like deconstruct or um, look back at what were some main factors that made you successful in whatever sure. the task, you can kind of you know, um, oh, what is it when you take something you um, reengineer? Not reengineer. You go from the um, you deconstruct. Deconstruct, but it's like pull you apart. pull apart. Blow up. Blow. <laughs> Take it down. Take it down. Destroy it. Raise. Um, no, reverse engineer. That's reverse engineer. Reverse yeah. engineer. Or any of those phrases would probably work. Yes. But then you might be able to apply that in the, the future. You know, the to future some, reverse engineering. Yes. Mm. From looking at the past. I think that's, we just ripped that's a, some kind of Mobius. We loop. ripped a hole in the time space continuum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the also thing, the other thing too is when you're looking at this and what went well, some things are tasks that were like just done. You know, maybe you're doing a major renovation and it's done. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then you need to think, okay, this was successful, but we're going to have to keep doing it. That's going to help you set your goals in the future because you are going to need to know how do I maintain this? That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is, so what, you know, what didn't go well? Yeah, and you know, you can spend as much time as you want to on this. This is where you may want to set a time limit mm-hmm. because the idea that you're going to sit in a meeting with people that are involved in the day-to-day nuts and bolts of your company and ask them to say what didn't go well. It, it, <laughs> that could be a very it, uncomfortable and very long it, conversation. Yes, it, it could go on past, uh, you know, closing time or whatever. 
it probably needs to be a little bit more structured. I agree. Yeah, you're right. Because you're, you're, you could end up like, you know, that Office Space movie where the guy in the stapler. Okay, yeah. it, that to him was a major issue that no one, that you know, he didn't get his stapler It back. would be to me too. I can understand with a swing line, oh, red yeah. swing line. A red swing sweet, line. You know. mm. But for this meeting, yeah, kind of feel like, okay, what didn't go well? Like have some parameters, have some guidelines. Don't, don't keep people from being honest, but don't get in the weeds with it. So I would agree, kind of want to look at what didn't go well, and just like you did for the what went well, maddenize it and say, okay, why didn't this go well? Because sometimes it may be a case of, all right, it didn't go well because this goal is really not a good goal. We need to adjust this. Maybe we need more resources. Would you give out trophies for this too? Like maybe a turkey award or a, maybe a, I don't know, a the forklift racing and the turkey award. Yeah. You're kind of okay. I you know let's put a pin in that. I'm very hardware a pin. You're you're very. <laughs> that would be perfect. A turkey pin. A turkey pin. For okay, everyone let's do that. that was on a team that did not do well this year. Yes. What could possibly go wrong with that idea? That's right up there with forklift racing. The negative employee of the month. Yes. <laughs> the drag on the team. <laughs> Oh, but but okay. So yes, let's not call people out. I think I think it's better to call out processes, sure, or um, or maybe also look at the goal itself. Is it something you still want to achieve? You may have been like, yes, we absolutely want to dominate. You know, a social media channel that is going away. You know, so it may use so readjust that. I don't think if there is a people issue, that's obviously something that takes place in a you know, review situation. But as a team, you guys can look at, okay, is this goal something we still want? Do we need to adjust it? Is it, you know, realistic? Do we need more resources? And, you know, why didn't we do this? I think we're headed toward a cage match with this. Again, you're very, you're, you're definitely in in this fight or flight. You're fight or flight zone. But no, no kidding. This, this kind of segues into our next part of this is Mm -hmm. to be present and take time to assess where you are as a couple, but as a business, Mm -hmm. a business couple, a couple of business people, a couple of business people who are a couple. Yeah. And as a business at this moment. So your team can definitely help you with that. Maybe not so much as a couple. No, but as your, for your business. Yeah. Is everyone on the same page in the business? And then as exactly. a couple, are you on the same page um, when it comes to, as again, this is before you set your goals. Mm-hmm. Are you on the same page as to what you're doing now is good and you want to do more or yeah. what you want to achieve? Because if you set goals and you're not on the same page, one partner may be like, you know, my goal was not for us to reach 10 million. My goal is for us to reach 5 million, but have a good quality of life, a balance, not work so hard or uh, yes. that kind of thing. Yeah. There may be like, okay, someone may be looking to retire. Someone may want to spend more time with the kids. Someone may be losing interest in the job or the, you know, are you on the same page? And then once you find out and confirm you are, you can set your goals accordingly. That is just basically kind of a gut check, mm-hmm. you know. Are you guys on the same wavelength? You as a couple, are you feeling as fulfilled in this, you know, business proposition? Are yeah. you feeling that your workload is divided equally? Yeah. And are you wanting the same things? And some of the ways to to be present, some of the mechanism of that kind of escapes 
a lot of people in the modern office setting mm-hmm. or in modern work settings, things like multitasking gets right in the way of being present yeah. and assessing and being able to do that inventory. So does technology, which is feeding back into the multitasking thing. If you're in front of a screen, your eyes are prone to get on that screen and your mind's going to follow. Right. So Sometimes mind the... works that way too. <laughs> so, I sometimes I am it, looking but... and thinking at the same thing. Yeah, sometimes. I, I think you're right. You, if you're going to do this gut check, this be present mm-hmm. as a couple and as a business, you've got to take the time and just be focused on that. Yeah. There can't be there can't be one at like small quick task. It has to be devoted time in maybe a devoted space. We have an idea in the future, um, maybe to talk about uh, tips for setting up a retreat for a company. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. one of our future topics. So we will be covering that in a future podcast episode because we are big proponents of that. And we're just a two-person business that contracts out. We still do a retreat for ourselves because we know that we work from home, so there's too many distractions. It's very hard to be present and to just focus on big picture planning and goal setting. Yeah. So be present and kind of assess the situation. And then the next thing is look to the future as you start setting your goals. Yeah, for sure. You want to look at like, what are these the goals you want to achieve? So the things that went well, we just talked about, you know, like look at why they went well. Well, do you either need to continue or adapt these things to move forward? Same thing with what didn't go well. You need, need to either adjust or abandon those. I think this is, just why you did that exercise of look to the past is so that you can then form new goals. You know, my copy says, what went well goats? It's got a little thing that crosses the L. <laughs> That's an error. <laughs> Maybe we're almost and, out of toner or something. Well, so and continue I think, to adapt the what went well goats. Yes, if you have goats and they went well. <laughs> Adjust or abandon. Adjust or abandon the, the ones that did not. I'm not abandoning any goats. Even if they didn't do well? Even if they didn't do well. They're, uh, they're still salvageable. Okay, well. They can be redeemed. And and so shout out to the goats. Yes. Whether they went well or did not. And just make sure that you treat them with the respect <laughs> yes. they deserve. Remind me to check that toner. <laughs> For this episode, we contacted and talked to Catherine Berklin, who's a specialist on emotional leadership, about how that translates to better working. Let's start our conversation with just understanding what you mean by emotional leadership. Yeah, the great thing about emotional leadership theory is it gives us a chance to think of everyone on our team as a type of leader. Leadership isn't only for the most charismatic person in the room. We all have strengths that come out in different ways when we work on a task or project. And when you're a team leader, it can be difficult to see everyone's strengths if they're all working on the exact same thing. So when we're thinking about emotional leadership, you want to, I always think of this quote, if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life thinking it is stupid. It's attributed to Albert Einstein, but who really knows? Who knows? <laughs> On the internet, it could have been anyone, quote by. Um, so what you're saying, though, is leadership isn't a title. Sure. It's more of a mindset, maybe? Yeah, and I think that there, 
When I was growing up, I always thought of leadership as something that maybe you were either born with or you weren't. And most people who were the charismatic ones or the the more outgoing ones uh, in the room would often get those leadership positions. I myself was more quiet, mm-hmm. um, but I did have a little bit of charm and enough to <laughs> to have people listen to me when I talked. And I didn't really understand how to harness that until way into my adulthood. And so I I think it's it's also a mindset too. Um, you have abilities and an ability to lead and you just have to kind of hone in on what those strengths are and what your leadership style is. Catherine, how can couples in business apply leadership theory in their own business and with their own situations? So odds are intuitively you and your partner already do some of these things. Uh, once you know which leadership type you identify with most, uh, that's when you can better understand how to get your best work done and how to not get frustrated when your partner doesn't meet expectations when given a task or a project outside of their inherent strengths. So basically, if you know your leadership style and your spouse's leadership style, you should be able to uh, mesh those pretty well and understand capabilities, roles, goals, etc. Yes, absolutely. So let's say that we're going back to that fish mm-hmm. who who's not stupid who's not stupid. do not feel stupid fish because <laughs> you can't climb a tree you are a great swimmer what are a few of the leadership styles like you know in your own work experience have you seen people who kind of are able to lean in to their leadership style that so it fits what their role is yeah, so I'll start with mine um i typically lean towards the democratic way of leading. And that just means that I really value collaboration. And I try to get everyone's opinion, uh, or everyone's vision, if you will, or how they like to work together, how like, how they like to work on specific tasks, how they work best with others. I want to know all of that. It helps me kind of piece the team together in a mm-hmm. way, or at least just have that emotional intelligence about them. I always like to joke that I'm not collecting information on you because I'm trying to create a strategy or, you know, like <laughs> I have this mastermind. There's of, no big plan. Yeah, there's no, no big plot. plan. No plot. <laughs> right. There's no plot. It's it's really just because I that is how I relate to people. And if I know your strengths, I can better prepare you for anything that's coming your way. I can better encourage you um, if you ever get stuck on something in, you know, your motivations. Right. So, you know, you kind of know how they, how their mind works. Yes. So it kind of makes you think like someone who has your leadership style, the democratic leadership style Mm -hmm. would be a natural if a company needs someone to be a team builder. Yeah. You know, someone who's going to set up those um, team building exercises or education or other things. It just feels like, okay, this person can fill that role naturally where others might be like, I don't really work well with a team or on these kinds of things. My leadership style is a little bit different. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I've worked with people who that may not be their forefront strength. It is a strength of theirs. Um, So just for another example, I work with a graphic design firm and our team is made up of 
such unique individuals and the owner does a great job of hiring people who are different from each other. Her leadership style is a visionary. Uh, Her focus is on inspiration and creative problem solving when it comes to branding for small businesses and nonprofits, but also within the team dynamics. If something's not working or if a process is kind of getting gunked up, you know, um, she likes to pivot. Uh, That's something that she, that's actually a word that I started using more because of her, because she does it all the time and she, and not in a way that creates chaos. It's, hey, how can we think outside of this box and I'm doing these hand gestures (laughs) (laughs) and I appreciate those those Um, fully explained it to us (laughs) yes um but it just it creates this endless well of create creativity um and I also work in a co-working space it's called the studio downtown again tons of different people different industries you have small business owners you have entrepreneurs you also have people who are remote workers for larger companies um the owner's leadership style is based on coaching so she actually guides people but ultimately leaves the choice up to them on how they proceed with the information she gives them almost like leading the horse to different types of water. You know, Mm -hmm. you have your sparkling, distilled, uh, filtered, or tap. Which one would you like? And all of them (laughs) could have a fish in it. And all of them could have a fish in it. So just be careful when you're drinking out of those water. Yes, make sure there's no fish. Smart fish. (laughs) But all of them have different benefits, and she'll tell you what those are and how you can drink them and what maybe the most productive way to drink them, um, those types of water is. So she's a great person to go to for resources and finding new ways to be productive. So kind of like the visionary looks at the process Mm -hmm. and the coach looks at the people in some ways. Has there been a specific instance that you can think of in your working in this environment, that that approach has yielded a lot more productivity or better results for you? Yeah, I think because I often get bogged down in the emotional process of things. And so if I am feeling unmotivated or if I'm feeling a little burnt out, then I can go to all these different people in this co-working space or on the team that I'm working with and I can ask them okay am I missing something uh and normally they have a different perspective which you know and sometimes that I may disagree but maybe that's the perspective that I'm missing to finish what I'm working on sounds very collaboration yeah now you've mentioned okay democratic uh coach Mm -hmm. visionary What are some other leadership types, just with a brief description? Yeah, so one of the ones that I love talking about because I feel like this is kind of the staple one that people wouldn't necessarily think of in terms of leadership is the pace setter. Um, This is your go-to person who's going to get things done. They are going to hit the ground running um, if you give them, if they have a process in place that works, they are going to get something done efficiently, effectively, and with minimal to no issues. Uh, And one of the things that, again, I love about working with such a collaborative team is that there is a person who fits that description uh, on our team. And she is more introverted. She is more quiet. She's a graphic designer. And normally, I don't think people would say, oh, that's a leader. But she is amazing at pumping out these projects 
in time, you know, on on brand for all of the brands that we're working with. So it's really cool to see that. Yeah, I love the idea of viewing leadership through a different lens mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. How many different leadership types are there? There in this specific, there are six. Um, so you have coaching, you have pace setting, you have um, democratic, visionary, affiliative. And affiliative is really these people, these types of leaders are focused on harmony. And so when I'm presenting on this uh, leadership theory, I like to use people in healthcare um, as prime examples because they're all working together. A lot of nurses or admin and um you know, any any type of healthcare professional, especially in crisis, you know, you think about tornado relief and stuff like that. That is when you find those affiliative leaders working together to bridge gaps and build a harmonious um, space for everyone involved. And then another um, leadership style that is also good in crisis is uh, commanding. So a lot of times this is kind of that person who you think of the drill sergeant, you know, that is true. Uh, that that aspect is true. Um, but I do like to point out that it's not just a drill sergeant. It's not just anyone who is over event planning. You need a commanding person because they're going to be quick with decisions. They're going to be able to delegate quickly and efficiently. And so especially in events in times of crisis, uh, when you are working retail or restaurant, you want to make sure that your manager or leader is going to be able to disseminate information quickly, effectively, and delegate that to whoever needs to. Wow. This is fascinating, Catherine. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, it's my favorite thing to talk about. Wow, here's a place we haven't been in a while. Exactly. The hear Couples that, Ink water cooler. Hear that sound? Ah, uh, refreshing. The, is it? We're just weird. Yeah, just it's it's <laughs> it's a bubble. It is kind of like yeah, the water cooler sound is not a refreshing. It's just like a. Yeah, it isn't comforting really. I mean, I don't have a problem with water. I can. Well, swim, do you want to change this to the it. Couples Ink waterfall? Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, don't 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 make That's, it weird. Yeah. <laughs> a little on the strange side, Jody. <laughs> so for today's discussion at the water cooler, a lot of times this, you know, time of year, you get all the predictions for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've looked where like 100 years ago, what people thought we would be doing. I did the same thing. Yeah, it's like jetpacks. Oh, I loved the ones that were like, by this time, we will have so many hours of leisure. Yes. Because we'll have technology and electricity will take care of everything. One prediction that I saw even posited that we would have the elimination of hard labor because of electricity. I know. They thought a lot of that. I'll tell you what. I think part of that has come true because you think about the way that you save energy by flipping a switch and getting light into a room. Right, yeah. As opposed to looking for a lamp, making sure that there's enough oil in the lamp or enough wax on the candle to light a room for as many hours as you need to work in it. No, I totally get it. I mean, when when it would take you all day long to clean a house or make a meal or, 
you know, everything was handwritten. So you had to take time to write out notes of some kind or all those things. Yes, that labor is gone, but we've obviously since replaced it with now you have to answer Facebook comments for clients or, you know. And you have to fly your own jetpack. You have to fly your own jetpack. I mean, really. (sighs) Well, in light of those being the very humorous, like offbeat predictions, we thought we would look at things not that we think are going to happen, but we'd really, really like them to happen in the future. Oh, yeah. Some innovation, some prediction. All right. Do you want me to start? I do. Here's my prediction of what should happen in the future. Contact lenses that use facial recognition and help you remember how in the world you know this person that you are currently catching up with at the store. You know you know this person. Yeah. You have no idea how. What's the context? Did you work with them? Do you work with them? You turn like, around back to the cucumbers and try to think for a like second how before do I they know catch this sight person? of you. Yes. Yeah. I, there was a woman we both recognized that we knew each other and we were going up and down the grocery aisle and just how so happened. So we kept passing each other and like, oh, hi, hi. So I went like three three aisles down. So I would just stop this, this ongoing Madness. cross each other because we couldn't at that time remember how we... She was like an, a client from like two agencies ago, but mm. we both knew... I didn't realize I was out in the parking lot. I'm like, that's how I knew her. How Did you go back to the that? store and get I on chased the her down? Yes, and I said, "Lady in aisle ten. No, um, so like, no more forgetting on anyone's name or how you know them. Now that'd be great. The other thing though is there is a downside: is that everyone would know who you are too. So you can't always, you know, ignore that chatty Kathy or chatty whoever because you will know her real name if you wanted to well you could put them in omniscience mode this is another feature that you could build into this and this idea is that no charge to you not a sponsor also but yeah put them in on uh, the omniscience mode and it allows you to know these things it blocks them at the Ooh, same blocking time. privacy settings yeah, like yeah. we have on so okay i like it yeah. so anyway so contact lenses scientists out there let's come up with that because it's really tough Okay, well, on the first on my list is flavor wands. Flavor wands, okay. Yep. Those are some sort of a stick, maybe with a rounded end, that you chew on when you have a craving or a hunger. You know, and it has all the flavor, all the taste of your favorite food or beverage, but no calories. No fat, Uh no anything that's bad for you. You fool your taste buds. You could lose weight, potentially. That's so funny that that is on your list, because my second one is a way to make vegetables taste like chocolate. Wow. So we're both kind of on that same wavelength. And I actually did research this and saw the internet was talking about some new forks that might be able to do this, but that was like 10 years ago, and I'm still waiting. So I don't know if that ever happened, but... When I was researching it, I did see people comment about why they can't, you know, come up with a way to make vegetables taste like, taste like chocolate. And someone said, well, eating yucky food builds character. So that's, you, you I know, never thought of it that way. It does build character to suffer through eating your, you know, Brussels sprouts. Well, but I have really never found a food like that that's really yucky. 
I mean, I, I there are very few things that I really detest. Yeah, but I have a very exact palate. So you do. Your, your chewing stick and my vegetables tasting like chocolate, those are some really good ideas in the future. Let, what's your next one? You want me to go with number two? Yes. Okay. Speech to text. Mm-hmm. Post-it notes. <gasps> Shut up. My third yeah. one is, is high-tech post-it notes. Okay, well, here you go. <gasps> you tear one off the pad, you start talking, and the note writes itself. Oh my gosh. You've done away with a pesky pen and ink and all that kind of stuff. <gasps> this is so funny because literally I do have high tech post-it notes, not a sponsor, but anyone who listens to this podcast knows my affinity to post it. It is something so satisfying. I know you could put a list on your phone, on a computer, yeah. something so satisfying about crumpling it up and throwing it away when it's done. When you've accomplished that task. I think that's part of your business ritual, your work it ritual. It is. But that being said, I love your idea of it speech to text post-it notes because it has the same look, same feel. Yeah. But I was thinking my high-tech version was that it would kind of erase itself and become reusable, but it still had that same feel. So you wouldn't waste so much paper. Because I do feel a little guilty that I have like... Well, know. that's a little bit like the cat chasing the laser pointer. Oh, yeah. You I don't do get need to crumple that it up and throw it away. Yeah, I mean, we, watched a, we watched a video about how cats really are frustrated when you do that. Yeah. So don't... This is a sidebar and a public service at the public same time. Public service announcement. Do not play. You can play with your cat once in a while with a laser pointer, but don't just do it all the time. And offer something that it can catch and play with at the end. Yeah, I, I, this is the same thing. So I'm like a cat. I need that post-it note. I need to crumple it. I need to put it in the trash as a completion of the task. So you are a crazy cat lady. I am <laughs> with post-it notes, crazy yeah. post-it note lady. Yeah. All right, my next one, a clippy, you know, the clippy character. I see you're writing a letter, which oh, like, help? Yeah. but for social media. And basically it says, it looks like, you know, you're getting ready. It looks like you're getting ready to post something mean, hateful, or stalkerish. Oh. Are you sure? How can I help? And then it, like, kind of kind of like your. Um, how can chat, I help you be weird? How can on I help you media? not write it? Oh, how can I make it better? Like your chat GPT would, tool. wouldn't let you get violent in their last oh. episode. So. Where's the fun in that? I know, but a clippy that's basically like, hey, I see you're writing something mean and hateful. The person you're writing this about is, first and foremost, a person. Yeah. Please be nice. Let me help you. Basically, thoughts that shouldn't be said type of... Uh, exactly should remain in the head. Assistant. It calls back to the what I said earlier, the right. words to live by. Yes. All right, our last one. And the last one I have here, and this is probably the crowning achievement of my entire thoughts to this <laughs> point, from the time for, I was born. Right, okay. Okay, so... Not just for this year or... We need for, a drum roll. Okay. Individual, one-time-use highways. <laughs> How would that work? You control the route. You control the speed, and most importantly, no crazy drivers to fool with on your journey. Unless you're the crazy driver. Then what difference does it make? It's your road. It's a straight line to wherever you want to go. What? How do you? What if you come across someone else who has a road going in that same path, and then you have an intersection? Not my problem. <laughs> let the scientists figure it out. Yeah, and let the cars wreck where, where they may. Um, I think let's put that back in R&D. 
No, I like this idea. Don't you think this would be convenient? Um, it would be chaos, and it's the reason they created like the interstate system. Which, as we have found many times when we've entered the interstate system, that it doesn't work anymore. It is overcrowded, and people don't seem to understand the left lane. Yeah, I'm the only one that knows how to drive, besides you. Well, all right, I'll put it on a post-it note. Thanks for listening to Couples Inc., a podcast helping couples work better together. We put out new episodes the first and third Wednesday of each month. But to make sure you don't miss a show, subscribe using your favorite streaming service. We're on all of them. And if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, go ahead, share it with others, post it on social media, or leave us a rating or review. And be sure to visit our website, couplesincpodcast.com, to learn more about us, review show notes, or leave us a message. Until next time.